Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your mentor, Courtney Dawson. I'm a professional medium, mentor, minister, and certified spiritual life coach. My goal with this podcast is to have deep, meaningful conversations regarding the journey of mediumship and spirituality. It is my hope that by listening, you will feel seen and confident in your own experiences. I invite you to join me on this journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Connected Spirit Podcast. For those of you who are joining us, I'm really excited. Now, I get excited um, about a lot of things, but it's things that are meaningful and purposeful that can help support you in your journey. And I would love to introduce to you Dr. Lottie Valentine. She is the intuitive physician. She is an MND and an author, medical intuitive, evidential psychic medium, ancestral healer, as well as an international keynote speaker. She has been seen all over, you know, the internet. And she is, I want to say a sensation because she comes through with so much wisdom and knowledge that really helps people in their spiritual healing, physical healing. She is a speaker and a teacher at the Shift Network. She's also the author of Med School After Menopause, The Journey of My Soul, which is an inspirational story about transformation, healing, and spirituality, which actually won first place in the category of spiritual leadership in August of 2021 from Living Book Awards. I'm so excited to welcome back to the Connected Spirit Podcast, Dr. Lottie Valentine. So amazing to have you here. Thank you so much. Quite a nice introduction. Thank you. (laughs) But you have this incredible journey and these amazing experiences that um, I think are worth acknowledging. And I don't care how many times you come on a show, those that really is a testament to the power of your spirit and the spirit that works with you to the work that you do. It's an incredible accomplishments. And um, from our last interview that you that you did here on the Connected Spirit podcast, I had so many people go, she went to med school at 54. Are you kidding me? I said, I am not. Like that just blows people away. But you are also so multifaceted in the spiritual work that you do. Not only are you an evidential psychic medium, but you are also a healer that helps people with ancestral healing. Can you share a little bit about what ancestral healing is and and what it's all about? Yeah, I'd love to. I work a lot with ancestral healing with people all over the world. And it it is so fascinating. And I just love it more and more the more I work with it. Because you know, many times we like, we'll go to a spiritual function and they say, we're going to heal our ancestors. And you drink a cup of tea or something and you send blessings and healings. And those are good, right? Because it is, we, when we go to a function like that and everybody gets into that mode of healing, we, you know, we co-regulate our nervous system with everybody around us. So then we feel supported in those um, moments. And when we send healing to the spirit world, they also feel that healing. But when you are working with what's called ancestral healing, it's actually a form of counseling. And I trained in ancestral healing with other physicians and counselors from around the world. And it's fascinating because when you look at somebody's issue, they may have a physical issue, they might have anxiety, panic attacks, OCD, Um, they may have problems stepping into themselves. And they keep saying, you know, I 
I know I can do this. I'm totally qualified, but I can't, I can't seem to finish the tasks. I can't. And I feel, I don't feel worthy about myself. And um, I feel my relationship. I don't feel supported. I feel like my husband or partner doesn't see me, doesn't hear me. And where is all that coming from? Because they are, you know, uh, good students, they're good people, they're caring people, they, you know, have a good job. I mean, there's so many, they have so many good things going for them. Mm -hmm. So you start looking at ancestral, you know, where is it coming from? Everything comes from somewhere. That's how I look at it. At this point, it doesn't matter if you have a physical disease or you have emotional issues. There is what is the underlying cause or the underlying issue of you being sick or uh, having emotional uh, issues, right? So it can be many different things. So did we inherit this? Were we born with this disease, right? So we have to make sure we, you know, many, many people get gaslighted. We, there's a lot of that in the news, but especially women are not seen and heard by the physicians. And a lot of times they fall through the cracks. They go to the doctor and they say, oh, well, you know, it's probably this. And many times they're given antidepressants and they really need surgery. So, you know, it's just uh, the medical work, the medical establishment in Western medicine doesn't have the time to really get to know the patient, number one. No. So a lot of things fall through the crack. But when you're looking at these issues, you have to first decide, well, are these issues coming from the person's own experience? So if it's a disease, were they born with this disease? Or if it's an emotional issue, uh, let's say they have panic attacks or anxiety, is it because of their own experiences in childhood? Or if that doesn't make sense, then why are they having these issues? And then you start looking at the ancestors. And so ancestral healing has to do with all the traumatic experiences that were not resolved by your ancestors. Mm -hmm. So it's the things, the hardships and the emotional burdens and things like that, that they experienced that they couldn't resolve and they just, you know, kept it inside themselves. And so it's the traumatic actions and reactions and interactions of your ancestors that get passed down either via DNA or via what I call the energetic grid, uh, right? Which is literally quantum physics. And we know now from quantum physics that we there is this entanglement and you don't even have to have met, let's say your grandfather. So you might say, well, my grandfather served in the war, but I never met him. He died before I was born. That doesn't mean you're not entangled with that grandfather. And, uh, you know, there are times when people say, well, my whole family is, you know, just so much, um, so much pain, so much trouble, so much trauma. And did I inherit all of that? No, absolutely not. You probably got a few things from some different people. Maybe you got, or maybe you just got two things from mom that she didn't resolve. And your sister got also two things from mom that she didn't resolve. And, um, you know, and one thing from dad and one thing from grandma. So what we then take on, you know, also has certain patterns to it. But that's the that's the overall explanation of what it is. I'm just like engulfed in this conversation. I go, oh my goodness. So you're talking about the entanglement with the ancestors. So it doesn't matter if you knew them or not, but are you referring to um when people are family through 
bloodlines that their energy, their emotions, their traumas that gets passed down through the quantum, possibly also the DNA. Mm -hmm. Yes. Does it ever have to do with, or is there any correlation between family that you're not related to by blood? Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes. And it's typically, I mean, you can be entangled with your father's first wife that you also never met, right? It's an entanglement. So when you look at quantum physics, right? So the people that got the Nobel Prize, I think it was last year, the three physicists, they proved that the entanglement, I think it was the atoms. But if you look at it like an apple, let's say you have an apple in Australia and an apple in England, and these two apples meet, they come to the United States and they meet and then they go back to their home countries. Now, each of these apples have babies. And those, so whatever, first of all, whatever happens to the apple in Australia is now going to affect the apple in England because those two apples have met once, but now those apples have babies, but because the parent apples met, now the babies are also, the baby apples are also entangled. doesn't matter that they're across the world. And so that's what they proved. Those are the people that got the Nobel prize for physics. So when you look at that, right? We are entangled. That's literally how ancestral healing works. It's very karmic in, in, in certain ways in that whatever they didn't resolve, the, the, their traumas are passed down. And we know from, from uh, genetics research that we inherit trauma on the DNA. So if your grandfather served in the war or your father or your brother-in-law, and you have fears of sirens, fears of dying, fears of being shot for no reason, because you never lived in a dangerous area, mm-hmm. it's coming from somewhere, right? Who served in the war? Who who got killed? Who almost got killed? Or who thought they were going to get killed? And you have to start looking and say, okay, it's coming from my grandfather. It's coming from my uncle. Or, yeah. And then you can start untangle that. But when you see it, and it's usually very, a very clear indication of where it comes from um and even um you know people who have you know thoughts about i can't do it i'm not good enough and you have all these different uh, little tape that goes in your head saying that you're not as good as other people that came from somewhere too it either came from your mother and that's called a mother wound because if you weren't seen and heard by your mother the way you needed to be seen and heard. It doesn't matter. I work with people that say, I had the best mom. We were like a leave it to beaver family and (laughs) everything was perfect. I already know. I can almost pinpoint. I already know what they're going to say next. I don't feel seen and heard by my husband. I know because you have that. That's a mother wound right there because you weren't seen and heard by your mom the way you needed to be seen and heard. And therefore you're now not seen and heard by your husband because that comes down. And many times you have what's called uh, emerging. And so you repeat whenever you have a, like emerging or an alignment with an ancestor, could be mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, you experience the same things that they experience. So if you have, let's say you're depressed and you're thinking to yourself, why am I going through this depression? I've been a happy person my whole life. And now all of a sudden I'm 45 years old and life seems <laughs> very dull and sad and you have this depression well if you start looking at your ancestors the first thing i would say is okay tell me about your family tell me about your mom tell me about you you know a birth order also makes it different how many siblings where are you in what order you were born the order your mom was born it all plays a role because it's like a pattern it's literally a puzzle pattern and 
what so in one case I found that well when grandma was 45 she was really sad because grandpa died and now you're 45 and you're sad just like grandma was sad and so you so you remember you might even remember yeah I was six years old at the time I remember grandma crying all the time now you've reached the same age that grandma was when she was sad age 45 and now you have the same depressive symptoms because you merged and aligned with that and what happens is your subconscious mind says don't worry grandma I love you so much I'm going to help you carry this burden don't worry I'll be sad too and then you wait, the, the ancestor clock ticks. And then at the exact same age, you have the exact same emotions and the same experience, even though, you know, you didn't, you might not even have lost anyone. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's absolutely fascinating because that's the ancestral clock. And it's fascinating to see things happen at the exact same age as it did to somebody else in the family. And so you could have, um, you know, dad, dad passed away when mom was 40. And she was left alone. And now you're the daughter, one of the kids, you grow up. And at age 40, you get a divorce and your husband leaves you. And now you are also left alone at the same age as mom was left alone. So it doesn't have to be the same thing that happens, right? It's it's the pattern of those emotions and, you know, being left alone, right? In, it's in one way or another. So it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating because once you see it, you can heal it. Absolutely. And so how do you feel this can really benefit people in their daily lives, knowing about their ancestors' experiences and how how it impacts them today? Like how does that how does that help people? Right. So when people have difficulties, they have emotional difficulties or physical difficulties, but once they start looking at, well, why, why am I having these difficulties? How can I resolve this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go through the, the process of untanglement or figuring out where it comes from, who was the originator of this issue that caused you this issue, but it can be, you know, interesting things like you might have OCD, for example, and you're um, or maybe your child, your child, let's say your child has OCD and all of a sudden at age 14, your child starts washing their hands like crazy and, you know, almost bleeding because they can't get clean enough. All of a sudden comes out of the nowhere. Well, so when you untangle that case, what you might find is that something horrible happened, maybe to grandma and grandma felt horrible about what happened. And she felt, I can't get myself clean from this event. I can't wash it off. She carries this burden, shows up in the grandchild as OCD. And once that, and so then you don't typically work with children. You work with a parent because the child doesn't know. And then you go through that lineage and you find out from the parent about the, that traumatic event, what happened in your family that somebody had so much grief and so much guilt that they couldn't get clean. Well, and then here is the reason that comes forward. Oh, yeah, this happened to my grandma. And she carried this guilt for the rest of her life. And then they, you know, explain it. You explain it to the 14-year-old. And then that's it. In 24 hours, there is no more washing of the hands because that was the source. And so now you tell that young teenager, this is what happened. 
and you know maybe have a little ceremony about the that tra- traumatic event that happened for grandma and then cre- you can create healing for that but that's what's so fascinating is i mean i have people tell me the craziest things of you know their colitis went away or their depression of 30 years went away uh just amazing things that you know beyond your wildest imagination could not you know imagine that that would be the outcome but things like that can happen because all of a sudden it's like something clicks in our brain and it says, oh my gosh, I don't, this is not even mine. This is my grandmother's that I've been carrying around my whole life and worrying about. Okay, I'm ready to heal it. And you create healing. But you know, every time you create healing and you create an understanding, you change your own epigenetics, right? Because you, what we know that what we think and what we do um, the environment that we're in is going to create different expressions of our DNA and the way we see the world is also going to change. And those rose colored glasses that you made for yourself when you were a toddler, just an infant at times, that's how you see the world. That's the perspective that you have on the world and why certain things are working a certain way. So if you're in a relationship my husband doesn't see me. I, I can't believe it. I'm doing everything. He doesn't understand that I do. I take care of the kids. I do the grocery shopping. I do the laundry. I do all this stuff. I, I remember all the birthdays, you know, this huge mental load of carrying all this information. And my husband doesn't understand it. And he mows the lawn and that's it. Right. And so you get, and they can't see it. Well, whose pattern are you repeating? Now start looking at your own parents and yeah. then start saying, you know, who who didn't see you and hear you, who didn't let you speak your truth as a child, right? And you get a lot of that still today. I mean, I was born in the late 1950s, so I was raised in the 1960s, which just that whole era was very subservient, and but it still is in, in our yeah. culture. And all those things actually go back to the, the mother wound. It's a mother wound because you weren't seen by your mother, and now it repeats uh, in your own relationships. So yeah, it's fascinating. This is so fascinating. Oh, this is like going down the rabbit hole. I had no idea. This is incredible. When somebody does ancestral healing, it changes their life. But how does it, if at all, how does it affect those that the wound came from if they're still living or if they're in the world of spirit? Right. So we're all connected, right? So through quantum physics, we're all connected. And we know that the spirit world is alive and well on the other side. (laughs) And when we send healing to the spirit world, we also know that they feel it because I don't know if you have, but I've gotten a lot of confirmation on that from other people that, you know, our teachers or other people in the college, oh, you're sending healing to the spirit world. And they tell me, yeah, they can feel it. And so we know that, and that makes perfect sense because their soul is alive and well on the other side. But we are also interconnected via quantum physics, or I, like I said, call it the grid, because that's what I saw in my near-death experience. And and that's what I was told in, you know, in 1992, that we're everything, you were all connected. We're all connected to each other. So when you're working with ancestral healing and you're creating healing, not only, so we do a ceremony at the end of an ancestral healing session with me, I do. And that there is a, when you... um look at the Hemisync, my collaborations with Hemisync, uh, where I did them, uh, made the mother wound. And then uh, last month we released, or in September of 2023, the relationship wounds. 
and it has four tracks. And so I explain to people, I try to teach them how to look at the problem so that they can then go back and do another relationship issue or another mother wound that they're carrying. Wait a second, this might be a mother wound too. Let me listen to that track again. And it goes through it and it even has worksheets for you to fill out and so that you can go through this healing process yourself. And then the last track is all about healing it. So the way I work to create that healing is what it has become because I'm a medium. So I work with the spirit world. Mm -hmm. I trained in trans healing. And so I it, it becomes a meditative journey that is really a trans healing shamanic soul journey that I guide the client through to create that healing. And uh, I mean, it's fascinating because people tell me like, tell me afterwards how different they feel. Uh, they'll email me the next day and say, you know, everything changed. And because it's that not only do we create healing and recognize it so that our own brain in the physical world can say, now I understand I don't have to, I don't have to have this obstacle in my life anymore. I can heal this or I, I heal it. But also, um, you know, by doing, by creating that healing, you're sending healing to the spirit world, but also to yourself and mm -hmm. also to all, all of those that come after us. And that's part of the journey that I have uh, on the MP3 and the CDs with Hemisync is part of that journey. And it's part of when I work with people, because once you incorporate that, so it's a soul to soul uh, talk that we have with that original person that created that wound. And now that person is carrying it. So we go and do a soul to soul talk with that person, whether they're in the spirit world or in the physical world, it doesn't matter, right? Because we're all connected. We're all connected here on earth. We're all connected to the spirit world. And then that creates that shift, just like the apples in Australia and the apples in England, they are connected, but we are connected to our ancestors and we are under the illusion when we're living in this world that we are not and that we are self-sufficient and that, <laughs> you know, it's just us, right? That's, that's what most people think. But the truth is we're connected to all of those people that we meet, right? All of the people that are in our soul family and all the people that came before us in mm -hmm. our soul family, people that worked with grandpa, you know, grandpa's employees that worked for him for many years. Well, if he mistreated those employees, and you may be entangled with one of those employees, right? And you could be entangled with grandpa, but you could also be entangled with the employee of that company. So it takes a lot. It, you have to be a little bit of a Sherlock Holmes and it's a lot of training to, you know, be able to untangle that and see where the puzzle pieces fall into place because I'm using what I learned by studying the patterns of how patterns typically appear. Now, they don't always appear the way they typically appear either, right? <laughs> so you're going, you you go to certain places first because that's the usual pattern that you see. And then you're saying, oh, this doesn't make sense because it's the, it can't be that. So then you got to dig deeper. Okay, tell me about your aunt, tell me about your uncle. And you keep going until you can get a complete picture and you see how it played out. But it's important that the client sees it too, right? And sees how it's how it came about that they took on that wound but once you heal it then that's it you're now you're free from that and then of course there comes something else that you have to heal because it's like an onion you yeah. just peel the onions going through life which is why it's called a life journey 
it's just this constant <laughs> path we're on to create healing. Always. But the more we heal, right, the better off we are, the better off we are in this life. And the better off we're going to be in next life. And the better off our ancestors are going to be when they reincarnate. Because now we've created healing for things that they did wrong. And they also heal on the other side. They create, you know, when we create that healing and recognize that. I call it like the noise canceling headphones, you know, because when I talk to people, I say, imagine like an ocean and it's a storm and the waves are high. But then you come in and all of a sudden you just create peace and and the whole ocean is just calm because you're getting rid of those choppy waves, right? The trauma uh, of the past and understanding it and then creating healing for it. This is so powerful. And I'm so glad that you've come on the show and talked about it because this is going to help people who are experiencing health issues, whether that be physical, emotional, mental issues. And it's a place where it can provide such deep healing and give you answers when the traditional Western medical system has failed. And like you, what we were talking about earlier, I think before we started, um, or maybe in the beginning of the episode where, you know, women's health gets neglected. I understand that, been there, done that. And this really makes a lot of sense. It's like, there's a lot of tings that are going off right now. And I go, holy smokes. And not only does it heal you in this lifetime, but you're healing your siblings, your parents, your children, grandchildren, generations to come. That is incredibly potent and powerful. And you have recently launched a new ancestral healing Um offering that I'd love for you to talk about. If you could explain a little bit what people can expect when they purchase that from you and how that can benefit them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm a collaborator uh, with a company called HemiSync. So Hemi meaning two brain hemispheres. So you're synchronizing your brain hemispheres and they have a lot of meditation, all different kinds of self-help programs. It was originally started by the Robert Monroe Institute, if people are familiar with that. So uh, I'm a collaborator with them. So I'm developing their ancestral healing series. And the first one that we made was called the mother wound. And that came out the summer of 2022. And I decided to do the mother wound first because it's such a common issue. And even the people, like I said, that think that they have the best mother in the world. When I studied this, I was like the mother wound. Come on. I don't have a mother wound. I love my mom. My mom was perfect. Literally leave it to Beaver family. Right. And then I'm sitting through it and I'm like, oh, well, maybe not, maybe not that perfect. <laughs> right. And then realized that I had mother wounds, even though I loved my mom and, and she was great. She was a homemaker until I was 12. Then she went to work and she worked part time. I mean, it was, I had a great childhood, but my mom is very different from me. And so I learned, oh, yeah, there were a lot of areas where she didn't understand because I was really more like my dad. So it's very interesting when you go through it yourself and you think that you don't have a mother wound. Uh, anyway, so that's that's the first one we did. And it comes on CD and it comes on MP3. So if people go to my website, drlottie.com, and you click on HemiSync, then it, you'll get the link directly into my products, which is a lot easier than going straight to HemiSync. And then the second one I developed was um, healing your ancestral relationship wounds. Now, people have, there's a lot of people, I kind of go in the order of what I see a lot. So that's why I started with Mother Wound. 
And people have a lot of issues with relationships. It could be relationship to their husband or partner. Um, could be relationship to their parents or a specific parent, a certain grandparent, uh, relationship to a child. And so I go through, you know, how do you look at this? How do you untangle this? Why is it that I can't get along with my 15-year-old or my seven-year-old? Is that there's always like, you know, they can't agree on things. And that happens, right? There is this disconnect sort of between one child and one parent, let's say. So how do you look at that and how do you figure that out? So that's what the the relationship wound is about. And they come on CDs and they come on MP3. So it's very easy. You can just download it. And if you do the MP3, then you can also download the worksheets that go along with it and the manual. Well, I'm doing it after um, we're done talking. <laughs> this is really nice because it has, you know, it's got music in the background. You know, I developed the, the product and I you know, do all the speaking and recording. But they put all the music and the binaural beats and uh, it's really nice. So, you know, people have told me, you know, I listened to the first two tracks and I cried a lot because I realized all the things that were wrong. And then I did track three and track four and I healed it and then I felt amazing. <laughs> so but that's typical, right? Because it's never it's never easy to create healing for yourself. And and people who do the work, I always tell them, you know, you should be so proud of yourself for doing this work because not only are you healing yourself, but you're healing your ancestors in the spirit world. You're healing people around you. You're healing your family. And um, I had one woman tell me, you know, after that one, I did one ancestral healing session with you. And now, and she's like in her fifties. And she said, my brother noticed that there was a change in me. And he said, I don't know what you're doing, but I can see that you're healing and, and you're different. And I'm going to go to counseling now. So can you, you know, wow. right? yeah, it's the impact because when you heal, and that's what I always tell people, when for every person I can help heal, we heal the world. Because when each person heals, we create a different frequency, right? We resonate and entrain with everything around us all the time. And we know that from science, whether it has a heart or not, right? We know that from uh, um, Stephen Harris Booner's work with the trees and the plants that we resonate and entrain with plants and trees and all those things. It doesn't even have a heart. We still and train with that. Yeah. And we do it with everybody that we meet. We synchronize our nervous system with other people in the same room, people that we live with. Our our children uh, synchronize with our nervous system. So it's all, you know, it has such a big impact when you can create that healing because once that person has created healing for themselves, literally their frequency changes. And now people around them feel that. Oh, it feels so feels so much calmer. She feels so much nicer. I don't know what she did, but she, you know, he or she did something. And it's fat it's fascinating because it rubs off then on other people, right? And we're drawn to that. We want to be in that state when we're feeling safe and connected, right? The ventral state. And we 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 try when we feel somebody else is in that nice, safe, connected state. We kind of want to get closer to that person. We're like, oh, give me some of that. And I feel so nice and calming. Right. So it's, it's infectious. Yeah. It's infectious. Right? Yeah. And so it's fascinating because we do it with anybody who creates healing for themselves. They they then change. Everything changes about them, the way they interact and act uh, with other people, their actions. And we know that, you know, the way our environment impacts us. Um, 
was it the honeymoon effect by Bruce Lipton that um, they talk about uh, growing cells in different petri dishes in different environments. And I think it grew muscle, bone, and fat cells. And they grew different cells depending on the environment that the petri dishes were in. So we know that the environment affects us, right? We know that the intention that we set when we work with ancestral healing and we create that healing based on what we have found, where that problem is stemming from. But we know that from all the intention experiments and Lynn McTaggart's works, you know, since 1980s, 1990s, has been going on for 20, 30 years now. And we know that when we set an intention to create something different, things changes. Now, yes. you also have to be careful at the same time, right? Because people will say, well, I'm spiritual. I can heal this. And, you know, my sister-in-law doesn't know how to do this. Or she's so negative, blah, blah, blah. That's why she has cancer. But it's, you know, and you, I hear because I am the physician. So I hear a lot of things. And, and because I'm spiritual, I get things like this. And I say, you know, you can't say that because number one, there is more to life than that. Because we also incarnate for a path. I didn't choose to be sick for six years. It took me 12 years to get really well. It took me six years to function normally after my near-death experience because then I had this bone marrow suppression. I didn't, I didn't want to be sick. I had a perfectly happy, healthy life. But that was part of my path, right? I completely incarnated to have that journey because if I didn't, I wouldn't be the person I am today and the way I work as a physician and understanding what it's like to be in that seat where you can't function normally in life, right? And so that was part of my incarnation. And sometimes I think that, you know, we sign, it sounds crazy, but we are here to experience certain things. I mean, sometimes we get, uh, you know, things happen by accident and sometimes the spirit world comes in and saves us and says, oh, it's not your turn. You can go back, <laughs> right? When you have a near-death experience. But so the spirit world is can also be there and 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 sort of save you in those situations. They're like, oh no, this is not supposed to happen. We're gonna get them out of this. People who are in car accidents and the car is completely totaled and they don't have a scratch on their body. Come on. Yeah. It wasn't part of their incarnation. That's all I'm gonna say, because they just walked away and somebody else drives in the parking lot at the grocery store and forgot to put the seatbelt on, but is driving five miles an hour and then dies. I mean. Right. It's, I mean, it's got to be and, and people who, you know, when people pass away, I don't think you can change. And I think we have a, I think we have a timestamp when that's supposed to occur. And so the journey that we go on, you know, it's easy to, to put somebody else down and say, oh, they're not doing it right. They're not praying hard enough. They're not setting the intention. They want to be sick. No, nobody wants to be sick. But sometimes Maybe they haven't found the right path to healing. Maybe this person, if they have cancer, is supposed to heal with chemotherapy, but they're going the natural route. And so I tell people, when you're sick, you use everything. You use Western medicine, you use naturopathic medicine, you use botanical medicine, you do, you pray, you meditate, you ask the spirit world for help. You do it all. You do nutrition smoothies. I mean, whatever you got, whatever you can do. But doing just one thing, why would you, you don't know which ticket you're holding on to. You don't know if you incarnated to heal from celery juice or, or chemotherapy. So, you know, do it all so that you have your best chance of coming out of this uh, pickle that we, you know, find ourselves in going through life. So uh, anybody out there that's, that's listening to this, don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, use all the tools that you you have at your disposition to create healing. 
because we don't we don't know what the path looks like for you. We don't. And it's a lived experience. We find out by living it. It's incredible. Before we wrap up our conversation today, what does it mean for you to be connected to your own spirit? To be connected to my own spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say, you know, being connected to my own spirit, I would say that is, you know, who I am, who I, who I truly incarnated to be in this life. And it took me a long time to find my way um, through life, and which is why I ended up going to med school at 54, right? So I had my first near-death experience at 34, and then, th and then the second one at 36. And then it was literally a 20-year journey of trusting in spirit, lots and lots and lots of meditation. Um, and I would say, you know, you the more self-work you do and the more meditation you do, the more connected you get to your own spirit and you understand your your path and what you're here to do. So now my life, I know I'm here as a healer. It's in my charts and my numerology. Uh, it's what teachers at Arthur Finley College tells me. Oh, yeah, I know what you're doing here. Yep. And so you get confirmations on that. And when I work with people, too, um, when I do messages from spirit guides, I draw the spirit guide and the spirit guide that comes through. I know about the spirit guide and I know about their life, but then I also know about the client because the, the spirit guide, you know, is there to help that person. So it's fascinating. So, but that's uh, being connected to my own spirit is what is when you truly find your way is when you're living your incarnation. And if you don't know what your incarnation is, then, you know, start by looking in your astrological chart, look in your numerology chart, see, you know, if you can get some guidance, but sometimes life takes you on this roller coaster ride. And so I had to go through and do a lot of different things because that is part of my incarnation. And I call it the berry picking in my book. I call it the, the berry picking years where you're just blueberry or raspberry, strawberry, blackberry. And you're just putting all these berries in your basket because you, you're collecting um, skill sets from different areas. I mean... I've done, you know, I sold Tupperware when my kids were little. I mean, back in the 1980s, too. <laughs> right? I mean, what have I not done? I sold Shackley products. You know, when the kids were little, I was home and discovered all these, you know, healthier ways and of doing things and studied nutrition back in the 1980s. But it's fascinating. And then, you know, I was sick for many, many years. And I went back and worked in the bio, uh, bi biotechnology field. I was a sales rep for uh, cancer detection, the antibodies they put on the tissue and they do a biopsy. Then I was the sales national sales manager for this company, right? So it's all numbers, it's about sales. Now granted, it's about cancer detection and things like that. So it's it was very interesting. Uh, and before that, I was a you know programmer at IBM in my youth and a systems analyst. And I did a lot of public speaking, you know, within the company. And so, but all those different things, you know, taught me where I am today. And back in, I think it was 2002, I'm not 10 years out of my first near-death experience. I was still struggling with my health, you know, thinking I will never, I might never be normal the way I was normal before this happened. And I started my own online toy business. It was called Kids Quality Toys. And it had kind of Montessori toys, Waldorf type toys, you know, wooden um, blocks and, and wooden train sets and things like that. And I figured I would never be well. And then in 2004, Spirit World was like, that's it, you're healed. And, you know, just enrolled in my prereq 
prereqs, but being connected to spirit is, you know, finding your way and living your true incarnation in this life, being not, not being afraid of showing who you are, right? Being authentic with yourself. So, and authentic with other people, that's, and doing what you came to do, whether that is being a school teacher or a factory worker, we all have a path. We all have a reason why we're here. What a beautiful explanation. And thank you for sharing more about your journey with us. Um, just so wonderful to have you share your voice with our listeners. And I really feel like this is something that is going to be really impactful and help people with healing, you know, when other modalities would you know, perhaps maybe not work for them. This is such a great place for people to start, like a starting point in their healing. And I'm just so, so honored to be able to have you share your wisdom. It's incredible. Thank you so much for being on the show again, Dr. Lottie. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Connected Spirit. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you so much for tagging me on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. It really helps to get the word out about this podcast so we can help more people just like you. If you're interested in a private reading or attending any one of my mentoring classes, workshops, or events, you can go to MediumCourtneyDawson.com or check me out on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. Have a great day, guys.